You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney and today we are celebrating a very exciting thing. It is our 200th episode of Kids First Coming Attractions. And to commemorate this milestone, we have brought on all of our hosts as well as our film critics to share how each of us found our voice through the radio show and our work at Kids First. I have grown a lot since I've been with Kids First. I've been with Kids First since I was 13 years old and I'm now 18, about to graduate high school and go on to college. And when I first started, you know, doing Kids First, I really knew nothing about journalism or critiquing, and now that's what I'm going to go to college for. And it's really just helped me, you know, find who I am, my style of writing, and really empowered me to, you know, reach out and touch so many, you know, audience members that I never thought that I would ever be able to speak with. So Kids First has really just helped me find not only my voice, but who I am and what I want to do with the rest of my life. So to share their story right now, we are going to talk with Kiefer. Yes, I mean, Kids First has done so much for me. I love watching and going to the movie. I've been doing reviews and blogs and radio shows. Kids First has really made me look at a whole new way of film and it's just, I see a different side of it. A new love, a new passion for it. I love being with all these kids, collaborating and talking with so many people. And shout out to everybody on here. Jerry, Brianna, Raven, everybody. You guys helped me find my voice too with talking with about films. Really too. Even though we don't always agree, <laughs> You, we help find our voice, so thank you very much, Kids First, for finding my voice. Without you, I wouldn't be wanting to love film and be a filmmaker, so that's how I found my voice. Thank you, Kiefer. Now we're going to Jerry from L.A. Thanks. So for me, finding my voice really meant more to be able to speak clear, to be able to write clear, to really share my opinion and smoother. Because if you look at my first reviews, my first segments on the radio show, I stuttered a lot. My vocabulary was very basic. My grammar was absolutely terrible. It looked like I learned English five minutes ago. So thanks to Randy and all of that, I was able to just learn so much more. And I was able to really speak my word much clearer. And I was able to really get my opinion about the films out. And I took a lot of grammar lessons thanks to you guys. And, yeah, that's – I just really want to thank Kids First. And I want to thank all my fellow hosts, all my – fellow critics because it was just an amazing experience to be part of kids first we get to do a lot of things together and that's really how i found my voice thank you so much and now we're moving to brianna from orlando thank you how i found my voice to me finding your voice is really putting your print on things putting your handprint putting your fingerprint and how i did that was before kids first i would i would write things very generic very basically and then when i started writing with kids first and i started really getting into it i was like oh there are you know several different ways to say the same thing but to make it so much more interesting and since i already kind of really liked film because i love acting and i love i love seeing actors and actresses really get into what they like i definitely it was definitely something that i really liked seeing and i just I really like how the blog, I love the blog. The blog for me is something that I really, really like because it's, it's, it gives me a time to say what I want. So that's, that's how I found my voice. Absolutely. Next, we are going to be speaking with Samantha. Go ahead and share your story. Well, like everybody at Kids First, Kids First really did help me find my voice. And to me, finding my voice meant like finding the courage to share my ideas and share my opinions and not just when doing my reviews or doing my videos, but also in class, in school, like when I'm sharing to the class or when I'm having conversations with other people. So I think Kids First did play a main role in helping me develop a voice and share my opinions with other people. And yeah, so Kids First helped me find my voice. Thank you so much, Samantha, from New York. So now we are going to be talking with Shelby from Tampa, Florida. Go ahead and share your story. 
Wow. I think Kids First is definitely an experience that I will never forget, especially since I got to develop my voice. And I think the most important thing for me was that I was able to talk about my opinions and people listen. And I think that's the most rewarding thing to have people listen to your reviews and what you think of movies and the things that you're passionate about. And I love Kids First because I'm in a group of people where they share the same passions and I get to see them shine through their writing and through their reviews also. Excellent. And now we have Morgan from L.A. Go ahead and share your story, sweetie. Well, my story was I was always an outgoing person, so I was, like, really excited to go and do this because I was like, yes, this is going to be so much fun. And I think showing your voice is, like, a way of, I agree, putting your stamp on it, but also bringing yourself up to expectations that you really want to do and trying to raise yourself higher and higher and set the bar higher and higher, which is a really good way of, like, being able to doing something that is, like, totally amazing. And if you just keep on stepping up the goal and goal and goal, you'll be able to make it to the top. And that's, like, totally awesome when you do. Absolutely. And I also agree that it's very important that now I got to watch movies and, like, now I have to pay attention to details very closely and that I really like. It's really fun. And yeah. you get to have like, a lot of fun watching movies like so closely. And now I finally see that there's like just so much more to a movie than just what meets the eye. Absolutely. Thank you, Morgan. And next we have Brandon from Miami. Go ahead and share your story. Thanks, Raven. As far as finding my voice goes, I think it was a couple of things. First off, it was finding a balance. I remember doing a review for a movie called, a short film called Emily. And I, I chopped it up. I said, you know, certain things were bad and I said all this negative stuff. But Brandy, you know, talked to me and said, look, you have to share the, the positives with the negatives. So it was finding a balance between, you know, positives and negatives in my reviews. Also, it was demonstrating my character. We all have characters and we all have mannerisms in our voice. And definitely the radio show helped me out with developing my character, developing my speech patterns, developing, you know, how well I spoke on on camera and on radio. So Kids First definitely helped me out. Great training, great, you know, great help in in all those categories. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Brandon. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and right now we are celebrating our 200th episode, so we are bringing on all of our hosts and film critics to share our story on how we found our voice through the radio show and through our work at Kids First. Today's episode is sponsored by Encircle Entertainment. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. 
The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. We are continuing our 200th show, and we have everybody here, all our hosts and Kids First Film Creators, to talk about how they found their voice. Right now, let's have Kendall from the City of Angels, Los Angeles. Tell us about your story. Being a member of Kids First is an experience I will forever cherish. I started reporting at 11 years old, and I didn't think adults would sincerely care or want to hear what I had to say. And some people would just say to me, oh, you're just a kid. You don't know anything. When in reality, I actually know a lot of things. After interviewing on the red carpet, adults would come up and talk to me with no problem. Being able to talk to celebrities and guests on the red carpet, as well as sharing my thoughts about movies, empowered me to share even more. I look forward to speaking to the actors and the crew. I enjoy reviewing movies, and I really learned a lot about being kids first film critic. Well, that's wonderful. And then we're going to move on to Kayla, from, also from Los Angeles. Tell us about your story. Being a kids first film critic has strengthened my voice because I can share my opinion about films and television series, and I'm respected by my peers and others. I am able to hold interview conversations on the red carpet and share my thoughts and ask questions confidently to celebrities and their guests. Being a Kids First critic is an experience that many youth who aspire to share their thoughts and opinions about films, movies, and other kid-friendly events should have the opportunity to experience. Well, that's wonderful. Now we're going to move on to Triana from Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Tell us about your story. 
Kids first help me express myself by seeing different movies and learning about different things. I think this is very cool and fun, and it makes me very special by talking to celebrities and learning to get experience. And I also, and it also helps me a very lot because it makes me express myself during writing papers, and that can help me in school. And I really just enjoy Kids First, and I love seeing movies, and it, it makes me go see all different types of movies, comedy, romance, and everything. And I just really enjoy Kids First. Couldn't agree with you more. Moving on, we're going to talk to Ryan from The Big Apple, New York. So tell us about how you found your voice, Ryan. Well, when I first joined Kids First, I didn't have any experience as a film critic. And once I joined Kids First, it kind of changed my entire whole world because I never done many things. Like, I never done a red carpet. I never been to a screening. And I tried many things. I would like to thank my mom, my dad, and my, and my f- entire family for helping me get to where I am now. And you've done a wonderful job so far, Ryan. And we're going to go on to Lainey from Boulder. Kids First has really made me have a voice because even like in school, it really helps you just know how to talk in front of people. And it's super cool that you get to see press screenings, like, you know, like movies before they come out and getting to interview celebrities. So Kids First has really helped me find my voice. Yeah, it's really fun. I, I totally agree with you. And Mia, also from Boulder. Kids First <clears throat> has helped me find my voice in also public speaking because you have to really think on the spot and it helps me in radio shows and when you film movies because you have to speak in detail without saying things are just amazing and it really helps on the radio show talking about movies and learning how to describe things, and it really helps me find my voice. Well, that's fantastic. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and we're continuing our two-on-third show by talking about how our Kids First film critics have their voice. Keeping on with the show, we have Cameron from North Carolina. Tell us a little about how you found your voice. I found my voice by stop being nervous about about talking in front of other people. It helps me be a better a better writer. It helps me stop thinking about or asking other people for help. I can do the reviews by myself now. I don't need anybody any, need anybody's help. I like the I'm good at reviewing the movies and it's starting to get even easier. And I'm getting better. And I'm getting better at writing about it. Well, I'm glad you're growing, and it's fantastic. We're gonna move on to Nathaniel from Boulder. Hi. Hi. Tell us about how you found your voice. Well, kids first taught me how to express myself in a new, spectacular way. It taught me how to write correctly and express how I feel about something. It has even helped me in writing outside Kids First and in my schoolwork. Kids First is a wonderful organization, and I definitely say check it out. This organization also has given me strength and courage, knowing that I can be confident in myself. That's fantastic. I'm happy that you're a part of the Kids First family as well. And next we have Naeem from New York. Tell us about how you found your voice. When I first came to Kids First, I was a little nervous because I'd never done a review and never interviewed any actors and after I did my first real review I felt more confident and after I did my second one I didn't need help at all with it so yeah well that's fantastic all right then next moving on to Benjamin from Washington DC tell us about how you found your voice sir I had been reviewing movies a while, and when I started watching Kids First videos on YouTube, I was very interested to join the program. So, since I have joined the program, my reviews have improved significantly, and Kids First has taught me how to think more critically about films, and also think about everyone that everyone that goes into making a movie. And that is how I found my voice for Kids First. Well, that's amazing, especially since you did a blog when you were six. My word, I didn't even do a blog since I was 14. So, 
You're already out there, my friend. Next, we have Abigail from Orange County, California. Tell us about how you found your voice. Well, I found my voice by being a Kids First film critic. Being a Kids First film critic helped me be comfortable in front of the camera and interviewing many talented people. And now I pay attention and watch movies more carefully. It takes a lot to make a movie. The team is actors, directors, producers, and writers. And now I know the difference. Now I write better. I'm a better listener. And my reporting skills are such better. And now I hold a microphone, too. I also learned I love reporting and being a host. Most of all, I get to be a part of a group of amazing, talented, and wonderful people. Well, we're happy to have you, and you are absolutely adorable, so happy to have you on the Kids First family. You're listening to Thank Kids you. First coming at... You're quite welcome. You're listening to Kids First coming attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blake, and we're going to continue our 200th show by talking about how people found a voice. This show is sponsored by In Circle Entertainment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking with so many of our Kids First film critics and hosts about finding our voice because it is our 200th show. It is amazing thing. I'm so very proud of Kids First and all it has done. And I've come to the conclusion that so many people love Kids First and we have all acquired skills that we want to hold on for a lifetime. So now we are talking about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and the Little Prince the planet of Bubblegob. So right now we are speaking with 13-year-old Jerry from L.A. about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And so, Jerry, can you please tell us all about what you thought about this film? Of course. Well, this is the first ever Disney classic. Of course, there's Mickey Mouse, but then there's Snow White. Snow White was the first Disney princess made almost 100 years ago now in the 1930s. So it's been quite a while. And there's so many aspects of this film you got to love. you got to love the soundtrack, the beautiful voiceovering. That was easily ahead of its time. Very nice quality voice acting. And you have to love the animation because Walt Disney recruited European designers for the backgrounds because this is a European fairy tale. There's a whole bunch of other cool effects included in the Blu-ray version of Snow White, which is out now, so definitely get that. And... 
just everything about Snow White, and it kind of built the road for Aladdin and Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, and all the Disney theme parks we love today. It was kind of really the starting for Disney and was the most kind of criticized Disney film because it was the first feature animated film, and everybody thought, oh my goodness, it's going to be terrible. It's going to ruin our brains. It's going to make us blind. But it was Disney's one of the most Disney successful films. Yeah, and it's it's great to say that that their first or basically their first their first kind of project was a big success. I remember seeing this when I was very little. I don't remember seeing all of it, of course, because I was like six. And it was one of the first Disney films that I saw, and I definitely did not know that it was a nineteen thirty seven film. I was like, "Whoa, this was like nineteen nineties." I was really bad with time, but anyway, <laughs> so. Tell us some. Tell us about some of the bonus features you found. So there are a good two, three hours of bonus features. I would say I enjoyed them greatly, and it's from like an eight, seven facts about the movie that is done by Disney stars. And then there's one of my favorite parts. There's a lot of interviews and a lot of narrating done by Walt Disney himself when, of course, he was doing all the coverage for the film. And then there's people who worked at Disney near that time and are still alive, and they talked about their experience, and it's just so amazing. I know a fun fact, a lot of the goose or the fun or the jokes in the film, well, Walt Disney would actually pay them 5 to $10, depending on how good it is or if he got in the film. They submitted one of these goofs, and fun fact, that money today is worth $85. So you just got an extra pretty much $100 if you wrote a goof for the film. There's just a whole bunch of other cool facts. Like another one is Walt Disney recruited almost 300 jars and animators because when this film was made, it was during the Great Depression. And Walt Disney was the only one of the only company giving jobs to people and giving them money because everybody was starving. So another fun fact, that Snow White actually saved a lot of people. Wow, look at Snow White being all strong. I love that film. It was so great. But now I also think about how, I guess, kids in our day and age, all they know about Snow White is what they see on the show Once Upon a Time and, and what they see Snow White and the Huntsman and the Huntsman that that's coming out. And that's all they know. So what kind of, what reasons do you give kids nowadays to watch this film since, you know, it's so old and... And a lot of people will be like, oh, well, we can just watch this version or that version. What what reasons do you give to kids to watch this version, the very first one? Well, I'm going to tell them this. If they saw the new movie Minions or they saw the new remake of Cinderella or yeah. if they saw any feature animated film or remake, I know they're making a new Beauty of the Beast. That was all from Snow White because do remember, like I said, Snow White was the first animated film. So it wasn't only the quote-unquote father of the Disney princesses. It was also the father of the whole animation feature business before that people were scared to do it because like i said there's this speculation that watching an animation for an hour and a half long would do something bad to your eyes or it, everybody just thought it was a terrible idea and it wouldn't work so everybody was scared to do it and this one crazy insane diabolical man named walt disney he decided you know what we're gonna do this film and it was a huge success i remember they're showing it to a banker, and the banker came out saying that's going to make him a lot of money, and it really did. It was one of their most successful pieces. Of course, now they're most successful with Star Wars, but it was pretty close in the runner-up. Yeah, I I think everyone will, the people who saw Snow White will always remember that it was this really grand, because you said it, it was ahead of its time, and I definitely agree. In what aspects do you think it was ahead of its time? I know you said the animation and and few specs here and there, but... How, in a, as a whole, do you think it really kind of jump-started the whole animation and Disney business? Honestly, I think one of the most impressive parts is voice acting, because if you look at the voice acting, it may just because they didn't improve the technology, but it looks, it reminds me a lot of voice acting of the much later animated films that came out in the 1980s, 1990s, because those films, they had the same quality voice acting, and it's just really amazing how in the 1930s, 40, 50 years before that, they achieved that equality. And, of, co of course, the animation, there's just something beautiful about hand-drawn that could never get old, that could never get better. It has, like, this hand touch, this human touch, this movement of the figures that is just so unique to it. So I would say the animation voice quality, definitely. Mm -hmm. 
and we are in this time that we're doing a lot of remakes and a lot of, oh, spinoffs and, and prequels and sequels and all these other different aspects. Do you, do you think that any other type of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves will ever be able to match the kind of the classicness to this film and, the, and it'll be able to capture all of the aspects that this film has represented? Do you think it will ever come to that point where it's like, oh, well, this is a remake, but it's just as good. Do you think that will ever happen? You know, I don't think that's going to ever happen for a kid's film. I know that a year or two ago, they released a remake of Snow White. That's more of an adult version. It's a little bit more mature, a little bit more violent. And I think that's good for the more adult audiences who really don't like kids shows with happy endings and all of that. But for a kid's movie, a Snow White version, no, I don't think so. I mean, they can try remaking it with live action or anything like that, what what they did with Cinderella, but I don't really think they should. I mean, Snow White's like a jewel. It's like this jewel that you can't replicate. It's this giant diamond It's that you could never find again. I don't think they should try to remake it because it's just perfect the way it is. I think they did. Okay, they've made a remake that's for adults. Now let's move on to the next story. I honestly don't think that ever a remake to answer your question would be able to be as good as the real Snow White. Yeah, my, my dad says that classics should never be touched, and, and that's kind of his like motto for films because there are so many classics. I'm, like I see the classics, and I see the originals, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was really good. And then I see the remakes, and I'm like, well, it wasn't. And, and of course, you see like the visuals got so much better, and, and things get so much better, but then it kind of loses that homey type of emotional connection type of feeling that you get from that film and it's like yeah it was good but it's not the original and it's not the classic so I definitely agree with you in the sense that I don't think anything that's created from this point on from from 1938 on will ever come close to comparing to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves because it is a it is a great thing and I really like it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today is our 200th show. We talk to a lot of our film critics about their experience with Kids First and finding their voice. And we are now talking about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And we will be talking about The Little Prince, The Planet of Bubble Gob. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And we were just talking about how classic it is. And you can't really remake it up to that full potential because it was really great. And it's really, really special. And I think that's the perfect word to say. So how about the voice actors? I know that you said it was it, like, oh my gosh, it's it came... It came way before its time. Do you think there are much changes with voice acting from this time to, you know, the 90s or from the 90s to now? I do think so because now I'm going to talk about some recent animated films. Minions, for example. It's to be a lot more, well, ironically, animated. It's to be more alive, more happy, when in this it was very realistic. They talk as if they were talking in real life. And for very few animated films, it's like that. I only know a few of the names because they aren't common no- names today, like Adriana Casalotti. Mm-hmm. She was the one who voiced Snow White. She just did beautiful singing, like 100% beautiful singing. And I honestly just thought, wow, it's just amazing. And she sounded so much like she's just normal talking. And I think that's perfect. I honestly don't really like how animated they tried to get voice actors to be today. And I prefer when they just sounded real. I mean, I may understand for little kids shows, but this is a kid's film and they talk normally. They don't talk animated. They talk perfectly normally and it's a perfect kid's movie. So I don't really see why they do that. But I honestly don't prefer. And I think that's really the main difference between past animated voiceover and today animated voiceover. And now that I think about it, I really, I really do see a difference. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like this, and this—it's much more realistic. And and I think that's why so many people, so many people shy away from animation because it's like, oh well, that's a kids thing because they've made their voice acting so animated and so like, yeah, let's do this. And that's why adults are like, ah, well, that's for my children, not for me, because it's not realistic and it's not 
there's no truth base to it. So thank you for bringing that to life because I haven't really thought about that before. So thank you, Jerry. Thank you for talking to us today and telling us all about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And it's classic and you should definitely go see it, guys. It's in Blu-ray and DVD and the special features sound amazing. So let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by The Little Prince by N Circle Entertainment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. It is our 200th show. We've been talking to all our critics about how they found their voice. We talked about the wonderful Disney classic Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Right now, we're going to talk about The Little Princess, The Planet of Bubblegum with Mia. Mia, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. And Mia is from Boulder. So, Mia, what is your impression of the film? How did you like the film? What's your opinion? I thought it was a very fun and creative movie, and I enjoyed it a lot, especially because of the animation, because it was, like, bright and colorful. So do you think it's a kid's film because it was bright or colorful? Do you think it's meant for all audiences? Well, if you like The Little Prince, I bet you could relate some some to it because it does have the regular characters of the fox the rose and the little prince but it also has kind of like a new twist on it so i do think it could be for around all ages but mainly more younger and can you tell us the story oh okay 
The story of the little prince is about the little prince going to the planet of the bubble gob, a planet where the people are called creatals because they create a lot of things. But sadly, their ocean is completely full of useless inventions. So the master creator creates a big trash collector, which is the bubble gob, to fix the problem. But it's actually causing big waves. So the little prince has to help fix the problem. It sounds like a very exciting story, but this is a short, only less than 10 minutes long, right? No, it is 85 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. So, do you think the length is fine? Yeah, it's kind of, to me, like a regular movie, but a little shorter. And it doesn't, it doesn't expand anything too long. Like, it has everything in there at a good time. So, I think it's a, like the good time. And The Little Prince, like you said, is kind of based off a book, correct? Yes. So how does it relate to the book? I know you mentioned this a little bit, but can you go in a little bit more detail, please? Yes. So The Little Prince originally, I haven't really read the book, but I know that The Little Prince is mainly about finding who he is because he's on a planet by himself. But in this version, it's kind of like his adventures. So he goes to a planet where he meets, like I said, the creators, and he helps fix the problem. So it's kind of like something that could be episodes in, you know, like movie length. Hmm. Sounds very interesting. And the quality of the animation, you said it's very bright and colorful. Is there any aspects of the animation you like? Yeah, so this might sound a little weird, but all the creations that they put in the ocean, they're balls, and they're mainly, like, brown and red and, like, blue and that stuff. But when you're high, like, when it shows scene from the sky you can really see the colors from maybe the sky and the trash in the ocean and they really stand out also the fox his red color is very bright you know you can really appreciate when the artists of these films go into deep deep detail like you said to make out each color make out each object and i just like to see when they make it so realistic and very detailed just looks beautiful since this is an animated film how's the voice acting the voice acting was clear. It sounded like the characters would actually talk. There's nothing weird going on in there. I liked the voice of the fox. It was kind of cute, but it was also feisty. And is the fox your favorite character? Yes, the fox is my favorite character. And why is that? He's my favorite character because, well, he's like cute and feisty and also his colors like I mentioned before but he also is the person who tries to get the job done just so he could grab a snack <laughs> he sounds like a very hungry one yeah and is there a soundtrack in this film if so how is it well there's not really much of a soundtrack that i've noticed maybe more of like background music to help just to switch scenes and show the emotion going on but nothing really that i would is supposed to mainly stand out to you. And how's the cinematography? You talked a little bit about how there's these wonderful shots. You can see each object in the ocean individually, but can you talk a little bit about more? What is your opinion about the cinematography? Yeah, it's good cinematography. Like when it shows stuff in the sky and it circles around an object, it's not dizzying. Like sometimes it they go too fast. It's perfect and you can see everything it's mainly showing and there's good shots of angles not just straight on in the middle and how is the design of all the ships and all these things it does it look like they spend a lot of time or does it look like they just kind of rush the designs of these things like what am i asking is how are all the props in the ships i guess you could say looking at the case of the disc and in the back you can see, and in the movie, if the bubble gob jumps up, you can see the rust on it, the different colors of green in its eyes, and you can see the rust on the ship. It's very detailed. Sounds beautiful. You're listening to Kids vs. Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today, we talked to almost all our critics about how they found their voice in Kids First. And a lot of them seem to like Kids First. I know I love Kids First. We also talked about the Disney classic Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Right now, we're talking to Mia about the Little Prince and the Planet of Bubble Gum. And Mia's just talking about how they did a very nice job kind of detailing and designing each of the ships and props and all of that. So, Mia, do you have a favorite scene? Yes, probably my favorite scene is when the Kratals are creating 
a massaging bathtub, actually. And it's kind of cool how you see they're wearing this equipment on their back. It's kind of see how all of that works and to pop out this big machine. It's really cool. That sounds pretty fantastic. And how many stars would you give this film out of five? I would probably give it four, four and a half out of five stars because, again, of that amazing animation. And why not five out of five stars? Well, it also doesn't really relate exactly to the book, The Little Prince. So some people who maybe are trying to relate back to the book, Little Prince, it's not exactly, you know, exactly how the book is. But it is still a good movie. So it isn't like a movie version of The Little Prince. It's kind of like a story that's somewhat based off it. Yeah. Some people like that. Some people don't. I prefer really seeing the movie in movie form, I, the book in movie form. I just, I just think it's a lot better. I want to see the characters I imagine on the screen. But that's just my opinion. And how is the directing? Because everything relates to the directing. I mean, the design of the characters, the story, everything. So how's the directing? Yeah, so the directing and when he put up the storyboard, it went smoothly. There was nothing that was like, well, where did that come from? Maybe if you hadn't really read the book, I think this is in the book where there's like a snake or I'm not really sure about that. But that was a little surprising because it's something that wasn't really expected, I guess, because, I mean, you have to have a bad character in it. But it was like, oh, okay, now there's a snake. And since there, it sounded like a few times like there's some more mature objects, like you just said, a snake, what is the age rating you give this? I'd probably give it 5, maybe 6 to 12 because of, again, there's like snakes and ghouls and that might frighten younger children. And why not 12 to 18? Do you think it's uh, not meant for older kids? Well... Some older kids might like it because it relates to The Little Prince, but it's, again, more of a child animation because it's not one of those huge, detailed, complex problems. It's a problem that would be more sincere to younger kids. And since you just said it's more of a kid's film, is there a genre or a moral, I should say, moral in the film? Yeah, well... The moral to me, I think, is that even if you mess up, people will forgive you for some problems that you it might not be so easy to fix on your own. And how about the genre? It sounds a lot like sci-fi, but it also sounds a lot like adventure. What do you think the main genre is, in your opinion? To me, it's probably adventure because he does go to like this new planet. But it also could be some fantasy because, you know, this isn't really super realistic. And can we talk about the story a, bit, a little bit? Do you think it felt rushed at times, a little bit stretched out? Or do you think each scene was timed perfectly? I think it was timed very well in the beginning and middle. But at the end, when they're solving the problem, it was a little rushed for me because it was more in like a 10-minute time frame. Even though you got all the information you needed, it kind of felt like maybe they could have spent a little more time on that. You know, I think I've seen that before. When films spend so much time on the main story, they have to rush the ending. And it's just kind of sad because the ending's the most important part. It's usually the slowest. But they spend like hour, an hour and a half, almost two hours on the main body. And then they have no time for the conclusion. It's really sad that it happens. But were you, yeah. ever, were, were you ever bored throughout the film? Mm, not really because they always have something going on during the film so it's action too like there's always there's always the problem brought up and they're always like going trying to fix it and if somebody that like the little prince just kind of liked fantasy or kids do you think they would like this film yeah so i do think they'd like this film because it is fantasy and it could be enjoyable enjoyable to kids and it has some it has the fox which i think younger kids will like if i never read the little prince and i never even read the synopsis or anything i've never heard of the little prince let's assume do you think that i can watch this film and enjoy it completely yes i think you could enjoy it but some parts would be a little confusing because i did read the synopsis but i didn't really read the book so when they brought up the rose I was a little confused because I didn't know what its main purpose was in this film. It kind of sounded more like it was just brought over because of the book. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that important to me. 
Well, thank you so much for talking to us about The Little Prince. You're welcome. If you'd like to get The Little Prince, it is now in stores near you and online. So definitely get us. Get it, guys. This is our 200th show. It is the end of our 200th show. Thank you for joining us for 200, over 200 weeks of shows and with us reviewing movies and interviewing everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. Learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Vocal America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by The Little Prince from Encircle Entertainment. And again, guys, thank you for listening for 200 weeks. I'm going to sign off now and see you guys next week. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America.